Hello, and welcome to 7-Minute Explainers, your audio guide to everything you need to know about compelling and complex topics. I'm Lauren Hansen, an editor at The Week, and today I'd like to talk about extreme weather and why it's the new normal. Once again, the unprecedented flood catastrophe in Louisiana leads off our newscast. At least 12 tornadoes reportedly tore through the southern U.S. Tuesday. At least 23 people are dead and untold number are missing after historic floods washed through West Virginia. The hail looked like torpedoes being shot into this backyard pool in Wiley, Texas. In 2016, the U.S. had 12 billion dollar disaster events. That means floods, wildfires, hurricanes, severe storms and droughts that each caused more than a billion dollars worth of damage. That's a lot, more than any other year. But to give you some perspective, back in the 1980s, there were only an average of about two such events per year. From there, it grows to five events per year in the 90s and 2000s and jumps again to almost 11 per year between 2010 and 2015. And these weather events aren't just becoming more common, they're also becoming more powerful. The heaviest storms in the southeast dumped 27% more rain per event than they did in the 1950s. You can see the water there breaching the shore, rushing into the streets. In 2016, Hurricane Matthew dumped a staggering 14 trillion gallons of water on the southeast. That's 1% of the rainfall the entire country receives over the course of a whole year. And then there's wildfires in California and other parts of the West. Over the course of two decades, those massive blazes have grown at a rate of 90,000 acres a year. The UN has calculated that the number of severe storms, floods, and heat waves worldwide is five times greater than it was in 1970. The World Bank estimates that extreme weather affects three times the number of people it did three decades ago. The majority of climate scientists say such extreme weather is the result of man-made climate change, which is now well underway. Each year is hotter than the last. 2016 became the hottest year on record, with an average temperature of about two and a quarter degrees Fahrenheit above what it was in the late 19th century. Here NASA Earth scientist Compton Tucker explains. This is unequivocal evidence that the Earth is warming and it's warming because of the accumulation of greenhouse gases in our atmosphere. While it's impossible to isolate and identify the cause of an individual storm or heat wave, the warming of the planet has almost certainly made extreme weather events much more likely. Warmer air absorbs more moisture, and for those wetter climates, that means bigger storms and floods. In drier areas where there is little water to absorb, the higher temperatures exacerbate droughts. Mild winters produce less snowpack, leaving soil and forests parched and susceptible to wildfires in the summer. Higher ocean temperatures provide more energy to hurricanes. And different regions face different challenges. There's tropical storms in Florida and the rest of the southeast, for example, severe winters in the northeast, tornadoes, floods, and hailstorms in the south and southwest, and droughts and wildfires in the west. And these massive storms can do grave and irreparable damage. Extreme weather kills more than 500 Americans each year. In August 2016, Louisiana was hit by massive floods that damaged 60,000 properties, costing an estimated $30 billion worth of damage. 
Most Americans simply can't afford to rebuild after a natural disaster of this kind. The Federal Emergency Management Agency does provide some money for affected households, but it's usually not enough to fully repair the damage in many cases. Then, in the rest of the world, extreme weather tends to cause less monetary damage but more fatalities, and severe droughts can cause sharp rises in food prices. In undeveloped nations, flooding can spread disease and trigger epidemics. The unfortunate reality is that extreme weather will undoubtedly get worse. How much worse depends on how much the world curbs carbon emissions. If greenhouse gas emissions continue unabated for the next 25 years, cities on the east and Gulf Coast will have 10 times as many tidal floods, and those floods will roll farther inland and last longer, while areas of the Persian Gulf and Southeast Asia will suffer heat waves with temperatures above 120 degrees, which can be fatal with prolonged exposure. The other problem is that local, state, and federal disaster plans will be outpaced by the magnitude of such weather. Right now, a lot of communities, cities, and towns were designed to reflect the climate of the past. And with extreme weather events becoming more frequent, more and more lives will depend on accurate forecasting. The fact is, weather forecasting is a notoriously inexact science. To make a forecast, meteorologists plug atmospheric data from weather stations and satellites into a weather model on a supercomputer, which then predicts how the conditions will change. The most accurate forecasters in Europe and in commercial companies run the model multiple times, with small tweaks to variables, bumping up the temperature, for example. But the National Weather Service lacks the computer power to do multiple models, and for budgetary reasons does not have access to the best data. The effects of these limitations are clear. The National Hurricane Center initially predicted Superstorm Sandy would veer harmlessly offshore. Then, in January 2015, the National Weather Service warned of a crippling and historic blizzard in New York, but just 10 inches of snow fell instead of more than two feet. And that does it for this episode of 7-Minute Explainers. Look out for new episodes every Thursday on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. To listen to more series from The Week, go to theweek.com slash podcasts. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, tell your friends, or give us a rating or a review on iTunes. I'm Lauren Hansen, and thank you so much for listening. <laughs>